Prepare to get caked in a sweet, viscous load of sentimental yearning. It's nostalgia time. Sentimental yearning. Welcome to Nostalgiatron. I just realised after listening to episode four that I called it Nostalgia Cast again. Oh dear. What could have been? We have a website. Yeah. Called Nostalgiatron. Yeah. So Nostalgia Cast is going to confuse the hell out of people. And yeah. Probably me as well. I keep calling it Retrotron. Yeah. In my notes. Again, that was also taken. <laughs> that domain was also taken in case anyone's wondering why it's called Nostalgiatron. We wanted the dot com. And we both like robots, which I think is where the Tron bit comes from. Yeah, there. bit Transformer, isn't it? Um, Megatron. So yeah, welcome. I'm Mike, your host. I'm Owen. And this is a podcast where we talk about things that we're nostalgic for. Yeah, I'd say kind of from as young as you can remember till maybe mid-teens. I think that's about the scope. So pretty much the whole school days, both primary, secondary and... Maybe we'll touch on things slightly after that a bit later. That's yeah. where things start getting a little bit X-rated, I'm sure, uh, for a number of different reasons. <laughs> Is that going to be our um, the X-rated the after, after dark? dark. Yeah. Nostalgia-tron, retro-tron, whatever you want to call it. I was after thinking, dark. I was thinking but the thing is, do I want some of these stories oh. to appear on, the, the, like to never be deleted from the internet? I, these Maybe pe- we can most just of these people, of, uh, well, Virtually all of these people are still alive in some capacity. <laughs> in some capacity. And I also have... Like, like a well, actually, at the moment, I, I don't have a, much going on, but a relatively respectable career as well. And would it, would this stuff come back and bite me when I'm going to be like, it's difficult, know, isn't it? How much of your multi billion whatever organization? And they were like, oh, there's he did a podcast once where he talked about doing X, Y, and Z with X, Y, and Z, and that happens. And do you reckon that would have, that would potentially slow me down? Maybe. I mean... I mean, it wasn't that wild. Yeah, I guess you kind of treat it the same way you treat your kind of social media presence, right? So... My social media presence is much more groomed than this. Is it? But I'm not a teacher. Yeah. So I'm not working in the public sector, really. So private companies only. Hmm. Hmm. Let's think about the after dark... I'd, I'd quite like to do it. I think it'd be interesting to see how the dynamic changes once you've had a couple of beers or something like that as well. Yeah. Just get really leery and start, start yeah. a fight mid-podcast. I don't know. Is there anything you could really say? Your lips definitely get loose when you've had a drink, don't they? Is there anything you could really say which would really hurt you in present or future life, do you think? No. I mean, no, I don't think so. Maybe it's all in the past, isn't it? It's nostalgia. Lot, so it's not... a lot of embarrassing stuff already, so... yeah. Like we were saying earlier, I think you can be forgiven for your like past discretions, especially when you're a teenager or younger. Uh, as long as they're not too until, severe. Until what? Exactly. I mean, I don't. I never got arrested. No, me neither. So there you go. So we're fine then. But does that just mean you never got caught? <laughs> so away I'm just it, yeah. a master criminal that I never really decided to pursue upon. Mm. Maybe because I definitely did break the law, probably every day. In some way, shape, or form, but doesn't everyone? Maybe I'm just overplaying. No, no, I don't think so. Maybe I'm just overplaying my reckless years a bit over in my head because I mean I wasn't I wasn't that bad. I mean, but then again, how what contents do I have? I came from a nice little village just outside of exactly yeah, London. Yeah. It's not as if I've 
been growing up on the mean streets of Hatfield. <laughs> I mean, maybe that would my path would have my path would have taken a different uh, direction. Possibly, I think it's worth remembering as well that if we do do an after dark episode, we're not going to be publishing it live, so we can always edit it afterwards. Yeah, but I that tend would to that trust, would be that would be problematic. But I tend to trust you to do most of the editing, so yeah, definitely listen to it before you agree to publish it. Yeah, okay, maybe I'm just overplaying it. You'll probably find out I did absolutely nothing yeah. wrong at all. And you're like, you had the most sheltered, protected. <laughs> upbringing ever and I was thinking I thought I was a bit of a wild child I think we both had fairly sheltered upbringings in the grand scheme of things in the grand scheme of things I think we absolutely do have but we've, we've also got, got worry about. relatively respectable careers <laughs> relatively yeah <laughs> which anyway so episode six the half does doing all right the half dozen yeah so far so good school trips today school trips which as a precursor to the episode I found quite difficult um, I just don't really remember. Uh, there's like two point five that I really remember throughout, throughout my primary and secondary school years, which I'm now wondering: is it because our schools were rubbish and we didn't get many opportunities to go on school trips? Because whenever you watch movies, it's always about going on excursions <laughs> and school trips. And I don't really remember maybe one or two excursions to like the museums and stuff. That's the beauty of this podcast, though. So. A lot of the time, one of us will be talking about something and then it will trigger, it will trigger something, it will trigger a memory. Like, um, yeah, sometimes on paper when I'm starting to do my notes, I'm thinking I'm going to struggle here, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Having said that, I've probably jinxed it now. It's a bit of 20 minute podcast. I remember going to this, um, I remember going to this school trip just to jump straight in because I've just remembered it now on the fly. There you go. Um, where we went to some like, I don't know what the age was be, but they didn't. They made they made mud huts, but they were based in. <laughs> was this in Africa? No, it was based in the UK. <laughs> School trip. Waterland Dorb, I think it was called, or something like that. Maybe it's interesting. Called... Yeah, I've got a little Waterland Dorb story <laughs> as well. <laughs> and I obviously went at quite an, a young age. I can't quite remember how old I was. Um, and I thought these people actually live like this. <laughs> I didn't realise it was like some reenacted village, <laughs> and I felt really sorry for them. <laughs> he just thought they were really poor. I just thought they were really poor. <laughs> yeah. I reckon he was pretty young then. That must have been primary got, school. Because if I, if I recall correctly, um, they were pretty much, they were pretty good in character as well, weren't they? Yeah. Like they weren't, weren't just like some animatronic doll building a, I don't know, tending to a chicken. It, in my mind, it feels like it was almost like a Hollywood style movie where yeah, yeah. people were in proper characters or probably, probably not as dirty as I think they, I know they'd have been in hindsight. No, but this was like I a precursor ones, to, <laughs> these are precursors to like Otherwise. cosplayers now, aren't they? That's like basically the people who would be getting up and doing cosplay, you'd get people there who would go and work at Mount Fitchett and there would be like a, it was like Mount, a Saxon. It was Mount Fitchett Castle. That's, that's what I've got here. Mount Fitchett Castle must have been quite the, but yeah, they were, they were quite the attraction. What do you get in, um, in a, it's a renaissance fair, isn't it, in America? Where you'll get I people, yeah, where you get people kind of dressing up, like kind of playing the part. You see um, about these war games people. Yeah, you'd have things like that as well. well. And that's this, like a historic event, yeah. I went to this, um, I went to this, used to go to this place called Chiselhurst Caves with this thing called, I think it was called Labyrinth. And basically it used to be like real life Dungeons and Dragons. 
Oh, really? He had like labyrinth foam swords, but not like <laughs> like shitty foam swords, like ones that are pretty hard, you right. know, and like you were given like a character class. This was when I was like maybe 11 or 12. So there'd be like a dungeon master there as well? Yes. What called like narrating as your... Kind of, but there were actors as well. Owen raised like, his broadsword. You spent, you spent, you, you could see that I was raising my broadsword because it was in real life. You shouldn't be doing it unless you're a role player. If you're like, you're supposed to like roll a dice or something before you raise your sword. Oh my God, that would be some <clears> rubbish. <throat> That's what you have characters for for these games. Otherwise, you're just going to be like this static character that only gets to move every time. So how is it? I don't understand how it's Dungeons and Dragons and not just like having a sword fight. Because there was the ability for certain classes to like pause it and say that they're going to like cast a spell and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Just as your sword's about and to there hit. are physical distances involved. So like you can't like cast a spell. I'm just going to cast a spell to the end of this cave network, which is, I don't know how long is and kill everybody. Like, yeah, like there is like might be too close. So you're too but like far. when you got close enough with your sword, you could actually hit them with it. If I recall correctly, you could. <laughs> so if anyone had done, done any fencing before going yeah they'd have probably been like this ultimate hero of this game where, where was this then chiselhurst caves it was, i think it was sure it's called labyrinth i used to love chiselhurst? it in like kent or somewhere i used to love it anyway i don't why do we even start talking about this uh you're talking about your trip to mount fitchett we were yeah, talking about the, uh, the cosplayers, the role-playing yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. And they, well, it must have cost a fortune for these people because if, if I, in my mind's eye, this Mount Vigit probably had about 40 plus people. That's 40 people they've got to pay yeah. a salary of. Like, let's even say they got paid the worst salary. That's, and the kids, I'm sure they don't pay that much to get in there. And it wasn't that many people there. It felt like no, the no. actors almost out outpopulated the visitors. It did feel like they were really convincing though, didn't it? Because it felt like they were just kind of getting on with their getting day-to-day business. Yeah. Yeah, they just had to rebuild that wall every single day. That was a job. Yeah, that little wattle and door. Harold, you've got to rebuild the wall again today. Probably yeah. be called Harold as well, wouldn't he? What's a good old-fashioned medieval name? Um, yeah, I don't know. The book I'm reading at the moment, someone's called Tom Builder, and he's a builder. Tom is not really... He doesn't fit into medieval time. Well, what are the like king's names back then? Henry? Haroldson. Haroldson. How was the first name? I don't know, but that springs to mind. Cuthbert, is that a... No, that's quite a middle class. If back then, like, say if you... Say we're talking about medieval times. Scabies. Like, one, like, the year... Wasn't Scabies the name out of, like, the one in Maid Marion? Was it? The TV programme, yeah, Maid yeah, Marion yeah. and uh, Merry Men. Yeah, would you be... Would, would it be common for people to be named after the king? Or is it, like, kind of not really done? Maybe it wouldn't be done, but it, maybe it's not allowed. I don't can't really remember any kind of like peasant medieval names. But anyway, well, I was do, you saying, they, do you reckon they had to build the same yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. thing every day? Yeah. I'd like to go back to Mount Fitchett now and actually visit it. I looked at the website earlier today oh, really? when I was going through my notes. I was thinking, oh, I wonder if they still, still standing. Do yeah, yeah. Still there, mate, yeah. And uh, it looks amazing. They do things on like Halloween where you can pay an extra pound and you get to go around like some haunted maze there, yeah. Really? Yeah, it sounds wicked. Maybe it'd be quite interesting to revisit. So I went there in primary school as well. So maybe it's quite a common thing for the schools of like in the our area, area yeah. to go. It's quite it, far though. Stansted. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realise. I didn't like, even I didn't even know where it was. I had no idea. Like back then, if you went on a school trip and you got on a coach and had to go somewhere that you'd never been before, it could have been in another country for all you knew. Like it could have been anywhere, couldn't it? It 
it's probably only about 40 minute drive but when yeah, you're that was, age that was a long that was a long way but i was I, I remember being quite far but as we'll discuss in future episodes i was quite hardened to long journeys in in english in the english sense of the word when you speak to people from like europe they're like yeah i've got to drive 14 hours to holland from barcelona they'd be like oh my god that's like the longest journey ever so mount fitchett castle um was actually built by william the conqueror found it out today mm. yeah so there was something there was a settlement there already he came over destroyed it and then set up his little uh, mount fitchett yeah and then the village is all kind of reconstructed around it, isn't it? So when you go and visit it... Yeah, it, feels a, it makes, a, makes a lot of sense because I've been watching Vikings and I'm sure that has something to do with close to William the Conqueror and the actual oh, yeah. places that people lived in the UK look pretty much like the actors building up their wattle and daub fences yeah. in uh, Mount Fidget Castle. Um, that animal's there as well, don't they? Hannah there. <laughs> animals. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Hannah was there, wasn't she? A young actress, a yeah. young aspiring actress, <laughs> a swine herder. Uh, yeah, they did have animals there as well. Yeah. yeah, no, it was cool, that place. I'm sure they had catapults as well. I don't know why these things are suddenly coming back to me now. Maybe they had some ancient siege weapons. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I, I, like I said, I'd, I'd go back there now just to see what it's like. It sounds fucking cool. I probably didn't appreciate it at the time. Yeah, I don't think I share the same it's fucking cool, but I'd like to kind of see what it's all about these days because it's... Now you mentioned it, it's just come back to me. Um, what other primary school trips can you remember? Well, did you ever go to the Roman baths? No, I didn't. And what? they were so close as what well. I've never been to those Roman baths in Welling. So just for the people that have no idea what we're talking about, Welling, talking about, talking about <laughs> Welling, which is, um, which is kind of the village, very close to the village I grew up in, um, has some legitimate Roman bars yeah. from like Roman times which are pretty I wouldn't say amazingly preserved there's no water in any of them and they certainly didn't look like they were going to be warm if they did put water in them but they were quite well preserved and I just remember it was quite close to summertime and it was um, pretty cold I can't inside. believe that to this day I still haven't been I think I just drive past there every day to I work I think it was only open like two days a week from like was it? 10 till 12.30, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you went there on a school trip. Yeah, but I, I, all I remember is this kind of, it looks like these foundations that were built for some some house or something, and it was pretty boring. Would you have got a coach there, or would you walked? We got, not that I far, think we got a coach. No, it was, very, it, was, it was very close, like probably about a mile and a half or two kilometres, that kind of thing. But it's quite a long way when you were... Yeah, when you're little as well, a getting on a coach, anything when you get on a coach is just exciting, isn't it? Yeah, anything. Yeah. Like, just spending just hours somewhere playing. Like, if you were just spending hours just reveling in the delight of the fact that you could blow cold air from the vents above you. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, like, yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't have been going on planes at that age. I no. think I didn't go into my first plane until I was, like, 11. So anything that wasn't my dad's car or... And, like, I remember getting through even a friend's car was a fucking novelty. Yeah. Like, just experience, because I used to spend such a large amount of time sat in the back seat of my dad's car 
either going to the supermarket or the same shit yeah. all of the time. You just live in a little bubble, don't you, at that age? You don't really experience I, things outside of it. I remember, remember when, like, I remember when my dad was getting a new car. It was like, I don't think I've ever been so excited in my <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah. I used to just sit inside it in the back seat <laughs> yeah. in the drive so weird, for hours, yeah. just sat there and amazed by this. Like, I remember once he got this Audi 80. And there was two like headphone sockets on the back parcel shelf. So me and my brother could both plug in some headphones and listen to the music for the front. And it was just like such an upgrade from this piece of shit Renault we had before, which broke down on one of our summer holidays, which I'll always remember. And um, it was just like, it was probably better than getting a new house. You didn't want to move house as a kid, but getting a new car. No, it's well exciting. The most exciting thing ever just yeah but there yeah coaches and they used to be able to recline the seats Mm. and well speaking of school trips so one of the ones that I can remember from my primary school days was going to the Y Valley and I don't have many memories of this trip although it would have been right at the end I think of my primary school so I'd have been like 10 yeah probably about 10 maybe maybe a year younger I'm not sure and we went to the Y Valley and all I can remember was the swimming pool was i i couldn't believe it wasn't frozen i i couldn't it was so cold i remember putting my foot in it and as a kid you're normally quite resilient to yeah the heat and stuff uh, the cold and i just remember putting my foot in it and just and just thinking there's no way in a million years i'm ever going to get in that pool <laughs> what kind of a trip was it though like it was like a like well, actually, now now we talk about it. It I wasn't think. just going there for a swimming pool. I actually went to a falconry as well. No, that was where the hotel falconry. wasn't a hotel. It was a kind of like a little dormy kind of place. Yeah. And I remember actually now, yeah, I remember going to the falconry and coming back and doing this like, we had to do like this scrapbook about our trip, like with all sorts of, all sorts of crazy content in there. And I remember like, we had this kind of old sack things that we used to have to weave like the... the <laughs> I know, it's weird. What? I was like some sort of weird cross-stitch, but like a lot more primitive. And we had to like weave the cover of our of our scrapbooks. And I did one of this falcon. And I swear to God, even as old as I am now, it's the best piece of art I've ever done. This cross-stitch falcon looks so... In my mind, I'm sure it's in... I'm sure one day I'm going to dig this up and find it. Yeah. And it's going to look like the biggest piece of shit. It's going to look so but shit. But in my mind's eye... It's going to look this shit. It's going to look shit. Peregrine falcon was like just so perfect. Like the feathers had like little bits of black detail inside them. It was... And considering it was made of wool and out of an old Hessian sack, it's probably going to be mega disappointing. That's a weird book cover. But, a Hessian sack with cross-stitched wool into it. Well, you cross-stitched and then you glued it to this kind of like this hardback book they gave us to kind of scrapbook inside. I've got it. I've definitely, well, I'd say that. Very Who crafty. My dad's done with it, but I'm pretty sure it's up in my attic in my dad's house. Yeah, you need to fish it out. If I find this, it's going to be the grand unveiling of my masterpiece. And I could be right. It could. I think it was pretty good. We'll yeah. do a video podcast if you ever, uh, if you ever find that book. We will, an unveiling, an unboxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do remember we went, so yeah, we went there and the coach, so it would have been about two and a half hour drive, three hour drive, and the coach had a TV on it. Oh, really? Literally just one TV. It was like a 14 fuck? inch TV just above the driver, like for this big, and this was like a big coach. Not this like a is like in the 80s as well. This was in the, this was in the 80s. That is state of the art. And it had a VHS player on it. 
Fucking hell. I don't think we had a 14-inch TV in our living room. Fucking hell, indeed. And one of the geniuses, I forget who it was now, because I'd be happy to name them, because it was an absolute OG move, brought a copy of Robocop. Oh, the original. Yes. That is not suitable for primary school children. <laughs> this is an 18-rated, like, yeah, it was not suitable for children. I think at this point in time... I don't time, think they're going to appreciate the nuances of that film either, are they? I don't, I don't think like at this point in time, I think that my entire life had been sheltered from seeing anything like this. My parents were, like, they weren't mega... In fact, they must have been a little bit. They were pretty, like, they were pretty lib... I would say pretty liberal parents, like... Yeah. Apart from... I do remember once they recorded Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom for me off the TV, like, is on the video player, <laughs> adverts and all... And my dad knew what was going to happen when they opened up the... No, it was the Raiders of the Lost Ark. When they opened up the Ark and everyone melts. Yeah, so that's the best it, scene in the film. Well, not for me, because my dad obviously knew this was going to happen. Pressed pause when it was recording and then <laughs> pressed unpause again when everyone's turned into <laughs> a skeleton. So and they're, shit. And there... Yeah, I mean, that's, and that, was, that really shocked me, because, like... The moment never the film's had, been building up to. I've never had anything else censored before, but I, mean, I didn't have really access to anything else. Like, that was about... as like, they... Yeah, I don't really like remember having access to many eighty or maybe like fifteen sometimes. Anyway. We what? used to be able to get a video once a year as we got a little bit older, maybe twelve, thirteen, where we could get like eighteens and stuff out and like my parents. So it's weird. What but anyway, stuff, uh... back to Robocop. So we, everyone was just in the school we were like, Oh my god, this is an eighteen rated film. Like, oh my god, we're gonna watch Robocop and everyone was just so excited by the fact that we had Robocop to watch. And then they put it on the 14-inch TV, so like you can imagine this, the boys in this this coach were just deadly silent, just yeah. l- like the, everything was, dun, 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 you know, yeah. everyone was just captivated, and then within five minutes, when the guy gets pushed into the acid pit, no, the toxic waste or whatever it is, <laughs> the teacher who sat obviously they always sat in the front two rows, the teachers. <laughs> was almost sick and switched it off and she couldn't believe somebody would have the audacity to try and trick her. <laughs> oh, no. And that was to watch a, such an adult-themed movie and it got stopped after five minutes. <laughs> I mean, it could have been so good if she just had... Like, but I can't believe... Imagine now as a, as a, as a man of probably similar age to how old the, my teacher was at the time, being so, like, oh, sickened yeah. by this guy falling into some yeah, acid. That's weak. It's probably someone younger, actually, but yeah. Um, I'd probably let it go. That's amazing that someone had the foresight, though, to bring a VHS tape with, like... I think that they did notify that there was, like they said, they gave people the option. Oh, did they? They said that we we can show films in the bus on the way there. Yeah. And those buses always had the worst names and brown interior, didn't they? They always had, like, this brown and orange, like, decor. And I remember occasionally you'd get in a coach, occasionally, and it'd have a fucking toilet inside it, and you'd be like... (sighs) This is cruising in style. We've got a TV. We've got those little curtains you can draw next to the side of your um, the side of your what your window is. You've got adjustable armrest. You can even pop the seat back if you're mad. You've, you've got your own personal ashtray to shove shit into, and you've yeah. got your Jesus bar if in case stuff gets a little bit hairy. You need to stand up. The what bar? Jesus bar. You know, they used to have those like handlebars on the backs of the seats in front. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you got a know. Jesus bar. Jesus. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> that when so you call them in cars because you grab onto them when you say Jesus because you think you're gonna die. But um, and then you'd have like 
climate control, which basically meant a fan which would either just blow like crazy on your head or not blow at all. But the choice was yours. Yeah, yeah. The choice was yours. We was, um, so we used to get a school bus when we went swimming in Hatfield and we was in a bus crash. So on our coach that took us to, to the swimming pool, I think Luke Simmons was with us then when we was back at primary school. I think, um, I think we got, I think we got a lorry like smash into the side of our school bus. And I remember like not knowing what's happening, but just kind of on our way going down the road and then a massive smack and the kid was sitting next to me. We was on the back row, but he was in the back row in the middle. So he had the aisle and he just went shooting all the way down the aisle. Like a little bowling ball. Yeah, it was fucking bad though. Like I think like an ambulance came, quite a few kids got taken to hospital. How many, how many died? No one died. No fatalities. But yeah, no, it's fucking, it was fucking I, traumatic. You've just reminded me I was in a coach crash as well. Oh, really? I, I blanked it from my, my memory because I think oh, no, everyone apart anyone... from me died. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, but I was in a coach crash. We went to the Natural History Museum in Tring, of all places. And the oh, reason yeah. I remember this... That's not bad, that one. ...is because I saw a dodo and I couldn't believe... Because it was stuffed, it wasn't real. Obviously, that would have been a scoop. That would have been a, that would a, have been a scoop one. for the Tring Natural History Museum to have the last remaining dodo. But I couldn't believe that there was a creature that I could actually look at which didn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I think mine was not quite as dramatic as yours. We were driving through one of those busy high streets where you've got cars parked either side and there was a little scrape. But I do remember it was... uh, Now, this was like full-on glass flying through the air, like kids flying through the air. People screaming, explosions. Luke Simmons screaming and crying next to me. As usual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, traumatic. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. See? Um, We went to the Lake District when we were at primary school. And I think that was our first ever overnight trip, which was a fucking big deal back then to, to spend the night away somewhere with all your mates at school. So I reckon we were probably in like the final year of, of yeah, junior school. I think that's when, you, when, we got, when we first got to go away. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm not sure how many nights it was. It may, may have actually only been one night. In, I in think it probably was one night away. Yeah, I think it was. I don't think Like a little trainer that. trip. But I was kind of used to staying away for, for, for several nights. So like for me, it wasn't such a big deal back in the, back in the, the Cubs. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did, we did Cubs a couple of times, but... I don't know, it seemed different when it seemed different when you was doing it as a school trip. Somehow like you know the, the people that you spend all your days with, all, all of a sudden you're kinda of gonna be away from school and you're gonna be Yeah, but I think maybe quite, staying quite a few overnight. The people as well. I went to Cubs with went to school with as well, because it's like one village like school, so it was uh it was like there was not other schools that would be going to the same cub group because it was just a village. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, late, yeah, we went to the Lake District. So that's about five, that's probably about five-hour coach journey. Drive on a coach at least. It's five-hour yeah, yeah. car drive, I'd say. Yeah, it's like, a long way. Six, six, six plus hour of, of coach drive. I, I remember, like on the way, like it's really, really exciting. Everyone's well up for it. There's like no one's really kind of whinging about the length of the journey. But then I remember the first, uh, probably the only night when we was uh, getting ready to go to sleep and like the teacher would come in. It's like, he wasn't tucking us in, but he's kind of making sure it's all in bed. And, um, <laughs> um, and the lights went out and I just remember hearing about two or three people just start sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> he sure he wasn't kissing you goodnight. Yeah. Or maybe he forgot to kiss those people goodnight and they yeah. were just so... <laughs> just no, some, sobbing. <laughs> Some of us kind of like messing around, like, just like saying stupid things. All of a sudden, heard a little snivel, like a. <laughs> and then the top... <laughs> what the fuck? 
miss my mummy. <laughs> anyone you care to mention? No, unfortunately, I don't think there's anyone that we actually that we hang around with now. I think Luke Luke stood strong. He just kind of put a pillow over his face and God, <laughs> had the pillow put muffled over his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we didn't hear anything from Luke that night at all. Um, on that trip, <laughs> did he stand? Did he stand all the way home? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't dare sit down for the pain. Very friendly teachers. I remember my friend formed a relationship on a, on a school trip with a girl from another school. What? When it's a primary school. Yeah, and we, we were only there, we probably actually only in contact with this other school for about 12 hours. Who is this gigolo? <laughs> <laughs> he was my next door neighbour, actually. He's called Andy Holland. Do you remember him? The name rings a bell. He, went, he did go to our secondary school as well. Um, I remember, uh, this is so weird, like how selective your memory is. <laughs> what does it mean though? Well, so he started like going out with this girl called, called Yo-Yo. Going, her name was called Yo-Yo. <laughs> it's so weird that I remember this though. Like I can't remember anything else really about the trip. <laughs> I can like, remember kids sobbing and I can remember this girl called Yo-Yo. I think what do you mean he started going out with her afterwards? Like this well, is primary school. Yeah, yeah. I think so anyone was going out with anyone yeah, in my They were like boyfriend school. and girlfriend for, say, a few hours on our school trip. And then when they said goodbye on a coach, they never saw each other ever again. Oh, so they weren't going out, like, as in, like, dating? No, we didn't go to the same school. It was, a different, it was from another school. We'd, like, managed to... They basically went through the whole kind of adult life cycle of yeah, meeting, yeah. falling in love, getting, getting in a relationship together and breaking up within the space. I of... think there were tears when they, when they departed. <laughs> Your when tears. They got... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh so touching. Um, what a romance. Yeah. It reminds me of that film Stand By Me, but just like a sped up version. Did he die at the end? Yeah. Did he get stung by some bees yeah. or wasps? I yeah. forget which one it was. Yeah, it's crazy. Are you sure it? it wasn't just you watched Stand By Me on the way home? <laughs> <laughs> I watched the, that in cinema. I think that was the first time I ever cried in the cinema. It's a great film. Not yeah, a great all, film all of the, It's horrific. It's an amazing film. Stand By Me. I'm not talking about Stand By Me. I'm talking about My Girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's amazing. Difference. Yeah, Stand By Me is an amazing <laughs> film. My Girl, God, that was a tragic film. I don't know why I even got taken to the cinema to watch that. For Mike, the My Girl. For sake, it was so sad. That's what I made about getting stung by the bees, because that did happen in Stand By Me. No, it didn't, did it? You agreed. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it is annoying how selective your memory is, isn't it? I think like all the amazing facts that I've probably heard throughout my lifetime, I can't remember any of them, but I can't get this yo-yo out of my head from yeah. like all, all those great jokes. Ago. All those great jokes you've heard over the years. You're like, God, I'm, I, yeah. so many people would be lives would be made one percent better if they hear this joke. And then you've just got yo-yo, just yo-yo rattling around in my head. She'll ne- she's never going to go now, is she? If I'm like forty-two and I can still remember old, her, it's not really an English name, yo-yo though. Is it a nickname? I'm guessing it was a nickname. Yeah, because she comes and goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just quickly, yeah. like a yo-yo maneuver. Yeah. Are you any good with the yo-yo? No. I could do um, the walk the dog, was it? I could do around the world, which basically just meant swinging around my head while I could never get to recoil afterwards. Then I don't think you're doing around the world if it doesn't come back. Walking the dog. Yeah. We used to get those really annoying yo-yos that weren't tightened enough around the centre bit, so they never used to really take... That's that's one of my overriding... What are they called there? Special yo-yos. Duncan. They were Duncan yo-yos, weren't they? No, but there was these other ones which were kind of flared up a little bit. and Oh, yeah, yeah. Like those Diablo things you used to have with those two sticks you used to launch in the air and catch them. Yeah, there was the Duncan ones, the ones that flared out. Oh, 
I know this. I watched the documentary recently about and they professional were good. They were the good ones, but they were they were a bit pricey. And you just get given ones like in a cracker and stuff, and they used to be just absolute dog shit, and you couldn't do any of your tricks because they just keep spinning around the middle. I See, there you go. Remember, I can't remember what it All was. those brilliant jokes have been told over the year, and I couldn't tell you about a cracker yo-yo, which cracker was yo-yo. just absolutely not fit for purpose because it didn't allow you to even <laughs> recall the yo-yo because you just spin around the middle part. Wow. On the um, school trips, I don't know about you, I always used to bring back like a little present, either for my mum and dad or for my brother. I would have come back, but it would always be really shit. What kind of <laughs> thing? I brought back my brother from uh, the Lake District. I brought him back a purist nugget of Blue John. Blue John who is, is who is Blue John and what's his purest nugget? It's a Blue John is a semi-precious mineral. Okay. <laughs> but so we visited a mine yeah. when we was in the Lake District, and they were mining for for Blue John. Yeah. So my brother's pretty thinking, oh, <laughs> at least at least I'm going to get a present. No, so it's not, this is not like an opal. This is an actual stone called Blue John. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. I the stone's called Blue John. Believe this. You can look it up if you like. Diamonds, rubies, Blue John, opals. Blue John. Yeah, so a nugget of purest like Blue John. Sounds like a sounds like a a softcore porn movie. <laughs> Blue John's nuggets. <laughs> Take it's, them uh, back for your brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't that impressed. I'm not surprised. But then again, I'd have quite liked. I'd have quite liked a semi-precious stone. I used to love. I remember going to museums as a kid and just seeing those like random things that they sell which would be like this kind of pick and mix selection of these polished stones and just be yeah, like yeah. I fucking want those or so like um, much. like a seahorse entombed in, in glass yeah or or like some spiders and stuff they used to love yeah. entombing spiders in museums yeah. like in gift shops it's fucking horrible like isn't that. it like it a was dead pretty, animal inside a piece of glass yeah it was pretty horrible yeah but they always used to have the same stuff inside all of these um, inside all of these museums I don't uh, I feel like whenever I went on holiday, my family as well. Uh, so for those of you who are not watching the video version of this podcast, cause it doesn't exist. I just held up a picture of some Blue John. I've, I, I know what this is called, but we don't call it Blue John. We call it like um, They're doing amethyst. amethyst. Is it though? Amethyst stones. Yeah. But is, is, isn't it Blue John? Well, it is Blue John, but I'm just getting confused by it. Amethyst because it does look exactly like Amethyst. So Google it, folks. Blue John. Tell me if I'm right. It is Blue John, like it was a Parsons nose, which turned out to be correct. Yeah. All um, these useless things I remember, see? Exactly. Like well, they're not useless, because now I can bring them up in the podcast. So. Okay. Um, it's only found at Blue John Cavern and Cheek Cavern in Castleton in Derbyshire. Well, yeah, there you go. That's where I went. Wow, there you go. And that's why I'd never heard of it. It's the most niche little stone that I think ever existed. Yeah, who's the teacher who thought, oh, yeah, while we're there, we'll, uh, we'll make sure we stop into the, the Blue John mines and the museum. Actually, I do, I do remember going, I think it was in my other trip, going down a coal mine. Really? Like a, an active one? No, not an active one. It was, it was a, a passive one. <laughs> Is that what you call one? No, it was a non-functioning one. But yeah. we had to go down in like the miner's lift and we had like the miner's hats on. And <laughs> I tell you what, it was the darkest thing ever. Did someone die? It was so dark that you couldn't see. I mean, it's impossible to even articulate how dark this was because it, Try and find somewhere that's really, 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 really dark. Like closing your eyes. And then leave it for like 20 minutes. You'll still be able to see some stuff, but I swear you could have been down there like 
the rest of your life with your eyes closed open them and you still would not be able to see your hand because horrible. zero light from the world was able to get down to this pretty deep mine. And the, the silence, it wasn't that much silence because there was water dripping, but <laughs> the darkness, I just couldn't believe it. Was that it was a school like trip? Somebody had removed my eyesight. <laughs> that was on a school trip, yeah. Yeah, that's and quite cool. 30 seconds later, they turned on, someone turned on their lamp and it was like somebody just burnt burnt straight into my eyeball but it was it was interesting i remember it now the lift took ages to get down it was rickety as hell like no way would it pass health and safety these yeah, days yeah that sounds dangerous as fuck i can't imagine taking kids on a school trip somewhere like that well down in mind i think it was quite a done thing yeah maybe i don't think we just stumbled upon it i think they've obviously got a good rep and how do how do like do you reckon there were companies that arrange like school trips in a bit like there are club eighteen school trips, yeah. Club eighteen thirty. Oh, there it's, is. Yeah, the school. So we outsource it. There'll be there'll be companies that arrange all the school trips, and we ah. kind of go to that company. Yes, it's all done by a third this party. Been back in the day before the internet, so we've got like brochures. There'd be like you know, like holiday brochures, but for school trips. Experience the Y Valley. Watch your children's eyes light up as they see the Stone Age Bridge, <laughs> and take them to the darkest place on earth. The coal mines, only £129 for a yeah. child. Uh, do you know, I've got no idea how much school trips would have cost back then. I don't really know that much about it now. I don't really have any part of that. But, um, but roughly, how much do you think they cost now for like a three, three, two day? I know the kids recently went away just for a day trip to um, Port Aventura. So a theme park. Yeah, yeah, a theme park that's only like, it's, within a, it's not that far away, is it? Within an hour. No. I think like it must cost them about 80 euros each. Hmm. That's pretty good, isn't it? Pretty good. That's not bad, is not it? much markup on those, I imagine. It's quite a competitive industry. Hmm. But yeah, I can't really remember much, much else from, from, from primary. Maybe it's time to move on to the old, uh, the secondary school trips then. Secondary. And then I kind of... A bit more spicy. I can't even remember uh, one of these. Oh, really? And that was like quite late on. That was like our... What year... Okay. Trip. Yeah. What year was the field trip? Because ah, I tell a lie. Tell a lie. I went on a ski trip. Oh, did you? I never went on a school trip. Uh, a ski trip. A, a school ski trip. No, I never was, went on one. No, no. This was pretty good. We went down to uh, Austria by fucking coach. Maybe that's why I got so many coach rem- memories because this was a long trip to go yeah, to Austria. It's a long Austria. trip, isn't it? Zelamze. How long did that take? I don't even recall. It's got to be a I remember, hour. I remember r- arriving and I've never seen so much snow in my entire life because obviously. We get snow if we're lucky. We get a couple of centimeters, a couple of inches. Like there's not much snow in anywhere we grew up around. What year was this? Was that ski trip? Like the they, first year, the second uh, year of second year of secondary school. Because they so would put on like, like a ski trip, wouldn't they? For the whole like anyone could, in the year in the, yeah, and in the, the whole year, school. Well, there was a year it. above and the year below. It was lower. Yeah, it was yeah. junior school. So okay, it was, yeah. it was year seven, eight, and nine. And um, all I remember is so much snow, like eating schnitzel, because obviously <laughs> it's in, like. And like we we all had to go out and get ski gear or like well, I think you had to like you rented the skis rented, and, yeah. but you had to have like I think I did offer like rental of this of this ski gear <laughs> and uh, so everyone kind of like were in their new garments like I had my probably CNA ski jacket which was the only thing and then I had to rent some stuff from this kind of rental place maybe my jacket was rented as well yeah boots everything was rented. And but I felt pretty bulletproof, like in the in the winter, like with all the snow around. I felt like I don't think I've ever felt more 
dressed appropriately for the conditions because yeah. I was just saw the snow and I was just like, I'm going to get so cold, I'm going to get so cold. And then I got off and I was like, oh, actually, this is working quite nicely. I had the proper thick gloves. I think I had the gloves anyway because I insisted on having ski gloves because when we did get snow, the worst thing was having a snowball fight with a crappy gloves. Remember, you used like to get those, like, little wooden gloves. But I used to have the best technique for that because I used to love snowball fights on the few days that they happened. But the, the technique I had for that before I, I, I realized that there were ski gloves available, which you didn't, was I used to get one of the uh, with the woolen gloves. Because remember, your hands used to just get freezing. You'd oh, yeah, chuck about yeah, 10 yeah. snowballs and that's it. You just couldn't handle a snowball anymore. Your hands were going to probably get frostbite very shortly but i used to get the wooden glove the woolen glove the <laughs> wooden wooden glove. glove that would be Fucking the worst glove what ever. like a catapult <laughs> like a anyway the, the woolen glove and then i used to get one of my mum's marigolds which are the rubber gloves and put it over the woolen glove what ultimate snowball machine not only <laughs> were the rubber gloves great at kind of crafting snowballs they didn't stick to them yeah remember the woolen gloves oh those snakes to stick to them oh that's the worst feeling ever also, you were waterproof and warm. So I used to be like this ah, yeah, snowball, yeah. snowball destroyer for the probably two or times that I managed to remember to do this. Could, anyway. Could you ski already when you went on your ski no, trip? I, no. So you, this was your kind of first skiing experience then? Uh, no, we did. We did. I think they did make, we went to like two. Did you go to the dry ski slopes? Two dry ski slope sessions or, or three. Yeah. In, in uh, Stamborough. Yeah. Doing the dry ski slope there. And um, basically... So I, I could just about kind of snowplow. But anyway, back to the back to the attire. I remember virtually everyone had like their new, well, or rented skiing guns. But one guy's mum obviously thought that they could find oh, no. find sufficient warm weather, warm, cold weather clothing for this for this child to be ready for the slope. So he had like a Paddington bear jacket. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a duffel coat. Like a duffel coat, yeah. <laughs> not really very sportly designed, not very waterproof. Yeah. Some mittens, <laughs> like some hand-knitted mittens. <laughs> oh, no. And like this, like this like leather Clark's shoes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I tell you what, there is a... Who like, was it? Is it someone I know? Possibly, yeah. So I won't say any names because it may be not, not be oh, fair. fair. I want to know who this not is. Fair. But, um, and, but actually, so, so we, I got to go on a ski trip and my brother got, got to go on a ski trip as well. And my, <laughs> I don't, I wasn't there obviously, but I've heard this secondhand from, from some friends. Like the, um, the first day they got there, they got to go and get their skis collected and stuff like that. And there was this part, there was this car park. And then somebody had shoveled the snow like to these big snow banks. And then the first day, everyone's kind of like running down the hill, sliding on their knees, going over this jump and landing into this snow bank. So everyone's getting involved. So everyone goes and gets their skis and stuff. Yeah. Next day, brother thinks he's going to be the, the man and kind of be the first one to jump over the thing. So it runs down the hill, slides along, goes into the air. They've shoveled all of the snow away and land straight on the concrete and can't <laughs> ski for the entire week. <laughs> <laughs> oh but it's just so typical the first day of skiing that these things happen that's what you get yeah. for being a show off isn't it and I, the only thing exactly the only thing the only thing i really remember apart from this in really enjoying skiing actually and, and being like okay not good at all but like one of the front of the group is two things actually one that there was a girl in the year above us who i just absolutely just loved oh really oh my goodness a ski crush 
it was a ski crush, but not in the. I don't think I ever spoke to her once. <laughs> Maybe she looked in my direction once, but I was just seeing her in her ski gear, sunglasses, yeah. probably frizzy permed hair, if I recall correctly. Um, just like a goddess, and the year above as well. So just untouchable. Easily goddess. Yeah, instantly got up two points on a ten point scale. You instantly got up two points if they're the year above. So like if if there'd be maybe a six in your year group, but if they're in the year above, they're an eight straight away. But if they're even attainable in the the, the year above, you beyond below a certain age, you're yeah. just, they're just not even worth. Like the fact that they're attainable means that there's something seriously wrong, <laughs> and therefore seriously wrong. Well, I can't even th- I can't even think of. Like up until in lower school, in lower secondary school, yeah, can't even re- recall having even a conversation with a girl in a year above me. Like, oh really? Yeah, below because you'd be like the cool kid that'd be like, you know, yeah, telling them about the ins and outs and how to. Survive I went out of a girl in the, the year above us when I was in year nine, I think. She was in year ten. So even had different uniforms. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. Wow. But then again, she she I wouldn't. They're either unattainable or slags. So there you go, Oi. Mike. <laughs> and if they were the latter, then I wasn't interested. For our listeners out here, this is the, the girl that I met at school and I'm now married to. Um, no, it's not. She didn't go to our school, otherwise I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> but if she had, and she had decided... Did you, my, maybe she did date some kids in the year below, Mike. Have you asked her about this? I'm actually older now. Ah, yeah. did she did she ever date any of the any of the kids in the year but the boys in the year below? I hope not. all the girls, all the girls, <laughs> <laughs> probably unlikely. I hope not. I'm not sure if I'd be able to look at her the same <laughs> way. Exactly, <laughs> but you, that's a kind of it's 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 weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's a real a, stigma attached. It's a real stigma attached. They could be two months older as well. If your birthday, not even that, birthday, they could be two falls. days older technically. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Doesn't matter though. Doesn't matter. Especially when that uniform changes in year 10. They've crossed that divide. Yeah. And once you've gone there, then your life is never going to be the same. No. Once you go younger, you never go back. No. I was a hero. <laughs> she was just an outcast. It, exactly. Exactly. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Ski trip. That was... Um, it was obviously good, but also I don't remember too much. Uh, you didn't go on this school trip. I didn't go on the ski trip because we went to the same secondary school. But uh, the water sports holiday was a big deal. No, yeah, I, I think I think we were in year ten. Yeah, year ten. Um, so that was in Spain. I've got a feeling it's probably pretty near to where we live now. It's, I remember it being near Barcelona somewhere, but I don't know exactly where it was. Probably, probably Tosa del Mar or somewhere like that. Yeah, I, I do remember. One thing I do remember is that I felt I almost lived in this trip because everyone that went on it bleated on about it probably and still even now is bleating <laughs> yeah. on about this trip. Big and it I, up massively. I think this is my first case of FOMO <laughs> <laughs> because everyone was talking about everyone still talks about this fucking yeah. trip in our circle of friends. It was definitely not one to miss. Well I think the thing is, it was like just that perfect combination. It was like at, at the time of your life as well. So we're in like year ten. So what the fourth year of secondary school, and I think like people are getting a little bit more kind of aware of each other, like people aware started, of each other's bodies and sexuality. Yeah, yeah, started to to look at people in different ways, and all of a sudden we're kind of sent on this trip where we're going to be away for I guess maybe like what four or five days, um, and I feel like the best part, well, yeah, probably the best part of the trip was the the coach journey there. 
So the coach journey must have been, let's say, 20, 24 hours, I reckon. 24 it's, hours? Yeah. We didn't, stopped off in, didn't in somebody France. somebody we know get exceptionally sunburned as well? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the, uh, the bus, I think it, the way that it was laid out, all the teachers were on the, the bottom deck of the bus. It was a double-decker bus. Yeah, and all the kids were on the top. So I guess the teachers didn't want to know what's happening up on that top deck. Well, say all the kids were on the top deck, apart from Giz, who was, who was car sick. So he spent the best part of the trip uh, down below with all the teachers while we were upstairs getting up to, to all sorts, yeah. What were you getting up to? Well, so we stopped off... <laughs> Literally, in, licorice all sorts. Yeah, <laughs> we stopped off in France at one of their kind of hypermarkets so we could stock up on sweets and stuff. Oh my God, I've got a funny story about a hypermarket <laughs> involving somebody else. But some, of the, uh, some, some of the kids... I don't know how they managed it. Some of the kids look quite old for their age. So they managed to get a load of beers at the, uh, at the hypermarket and sneak them upstairs into the top deck of the bus. So when it was nighttime, as we're driving through France, they started cracking open the beers. Some people are already coupled up as well. So some people have kind of formed these relationships knowing is, that they were is, going on a school trip. Age, this is age 14. 14, yeah, yeah. 13, 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so there was a few kind of relationships that started because we knew he was going on these trips. Was, was, yours, was yours a relationship? I was involved with, so I don't know if I really was, but I think it was kind of thrust upon me that I would be coupled up with someone on, on the way out there on the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how was it thrust upon you? I think that's kind of how it happens sometimes in secondary school, isn't it? Like, I mean, I obviously liked her, but it was kind of like, oh, by the way, she likes you and you guys are going to be sitting together on the bus. Uh, you're going to be doing this, whatever, yeah. Didn't you ever like ask them out? Wasn't that not part of your process? Didn't need to, I mean. I've had to stoop so low. Thrust upon you with some ugly-ass chick, so that's how you rolled. So anyway, me and... <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut that bit out. Um, <laughs> I fucking love... Yeah, so some of, um, some of the kids were drinking. We, had, we all kind of had maybe a beer or two. I, don't, I guess they were cans. I don't think they were bottles. But the sunroof of the, the bus could actually be pulled across enough so that you could throw things out of the sunroof. So as we're driving through France at, at night time, the pitch black, people are throwing, hopefully, cans, possibly bottles, out of, the, <laughs> out of the sunroof onto the motorway. How many potential Fucking casualties hell. could that have caused if it was bottles? It's so dangerous. Eyes just blowing up, families decimated. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I remember like everyone had their Walkmans out because it's like a long old journey. Batteries were running out on the Walkmans as we're getting nearer to, to Spain. People were like, be sh-. it's just like, mm. yeah, that was, that was a good bus trip. There's a few people Back, who... Batteries would have been getting worn out. Battery technology in that time would have probably meant before they got to Calais, the batteries would have probably been running out on the Walkmans. Yeah, what, what do you reckon? How long do you reckon a couple of Duracells lasted in a, in a Walkman back then? Four or five hours, if you're really lucky. Yeah, I remember everyone kind of like yeah, taking a bit of pocket And, and that's batteries. assuming that you were privileged enough to have Duracell. I always used to have to get like... Everreddies. Everreddies, yeah, if I was lucky. <laughs> yeah. Or supermarket own. Yeah, wow. I remember batteries used to be just the constant bane of my life. Like... <laughs> I, I used to put batteries on the back of the radiator because I heard that if they got warmer, you got more power from them. So they used to die. Then I used to get these batteries and just put them on the radiator, <laughs> really? waiting for them to recharge like 5% so I'd be able to use them. You'd yeah. only be able to get through about like uh, half of Bross's album before you had to replace them again. I don't think I ever have had, had Bross's album. I don't think... 
I think the only... I didn't really listen to music that much, I don't think. I did have the Simpsons album. The Simpsons album? With Do the Bart Man. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that song. And his other famous song. Yo, hey, what's happening, dude? I'm a guy with a rep for being rude. No, no that's the Bart Man. That's the Bart Man. Oh, is it? Yeah. And there's another one, Deep Trouble. It used to be another one of his classics. And then I used to have, like, probably one or two cassettes that I'd inherited from the library. So I used to have, like, this... My God, what did I used to have? It was a, I actually had a vinyl of, like, the Muppets. <laughs> and Smurfs on vinyl. <coughs> Obviously, you can carry that around in your Walkman. Anyway. It's a good job you didn't go on the school trip. You're going to start <laughs> rocking some Smurfs, Smurfs music. Yeah, I just, I, turned, I just don't think I had any... I, I think I had a Disman at the time. Really? No. <laughs> I wish I had a Disman at the time. I don't think they were even invented at that time, were they? Like 94? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I think, um, yeah, the teachers definitely should have been, they should have at least taken it in turns to be up in that, in that top deck because the kids shouldn't have been doing what they were doing up there. There's like kind of some of the couples are sort of fumbling under Sounds like a jackets. A borstal trip. Yeah, it's unbelievable, really. And the, yeah, I think but the, the thing level is. level of naughtiness. Did anyone, was anyone sick? the alcohol or get anyone mm. getting really messed up there's an incident later i'll tell you about where lots of students were quite sick from drinking yeah but not on the not on the coach on the coach i think we oh, took it fairly easy a 22 hour coach journey that smelt of vom i've definitely oh, yeah. been in a coach before where someone's been sick and it's just been filled the whole bloody place up well poor old giz he spent the whole journey downstairs laying down with the teachers <laughs> on seasick steve travel seat <laughs> it was great yeah so when we uh, when we arrived, we were staying in a like in a big campsite um, with like uh, tents. I guess that's probably like four to six of us each in a tent. So you're kind of sharing with quite a few people. Um, I remember we'd each have our own little kind of fold-out bed within a tent, and our parents had all packed us like food, like snacks and stuff to be to be eating on the coach. Some of us are saving still. And we had a massive ant problem in our, in our tent. A massive ant problem and the ants were fucking massive. You know, like it's giant kind of like... A massive ant, massive <laughs> ant problem. A massive ant, massive, yeah. A, a massive, massive ant problem. A massive, massive ant problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, I don't really see them here as much. Like we live in Spain now, but you know, they seem like these massive kind of like... We used to call them army ants. I don't know what they were, but they were huge. Yeah, they great definitely things. weren't army ants. In What's an army ant? They're the ones that just like do 10 billion, billion, billion of them and go through the rainforest and just never stop munching things or anything that gets in the way. I don't think you get them in Spain. Uh, just these big mutant Spanish ants then we had crawling around in their tent. So I used to get, crumble up little bits of Pringle and make a pathway. <laughs> that will get rid of them. <laughs> that, will, that will not attract them to your tent. <laughs> Uh, my idea was what had happened is because they're all in the corner where I was, I'd lead a little trail of crumbs over to uh, Ben Lake's uh, little bunk bed thing. So they'd kind of crawl along that little, that little line and make their way. And it worked. Him. No, it didn't work, no. Well, so they'd, they'd hopefully just carry him just away. Just had even more ants on my side. Ca- ca- carry him away at the night. <laughs> yeah. Lead him to this huge <laughs> biomass and just see him being carried away into the bushes one night. <laughs> After killing many on the French toll roads. <laughs> Another, another like um, incident of the teachers not really planning ahead or taking enough care of us is that when we were doing our water sports, we were kind of just left with the instructors. But they probably what should water have, sports were they? You know, like windsurfing, um, sailing, that kind of stuff. What was your favourite? Do you remember? Any I think windsurfing is pretty good. 
I just went for windsurfing to be just hard work. It's pretty hard, yeah, yeah. But it's you're good just when you're constantly you scooping your sail off the sea, and it required a relatively good level of balance and strength to do so. Yeah, we we did a lot of like the canoeing stuff. But our instructor, like <laughs> the teachers, I don't know. I, I guess they they can't really be there with you while you're doing it, but they weren't appropriate. I guess they were probably like teenagers, maybe late teens, and they're kind of taking a group of like fourteen year olds out on a boat. Our instructor was like. Okay, so right, if you got if you got girls on this trip as well, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, goes okay, right. So I'm gonna set I'm gonna set a few challenges for you. And was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. What we're we gonna do? And he goes, okay, so I'm gonna set you. Where the was the instructor from? I think he was English. I think he was English. Hmm. Yeah, I think he was English. You were saying, um, okay, the first challenge you've got to do, you, you can tell me tomorrow when we're doing the windsurfing, is uh, the Tabasco challenge. I was like, what? The, what's that? So like we were like not the most streetwise kids, not the most kind of experienced. And this kid, this kid, this teenager, he seemed like a man at the time, I suppose. But he said to us, okay, so the, the Tabasco challenge, what you've got to do, you've got to get one of the girls into your tent. <laughs> you've got, I might have to cut this bit out. You've got, you've got to um, get some Tabasco sauce out, put it on a piece <laughs> and then start up <laughs> I mean, has anyone ever done the Tabasco challenge? <laughs> there were so many parts of that that sentence when I was like 14 years old. I just didn't understand or know how to do. <laughs> I was thinking, um... but you remember the you almost remember the challenge verbatim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it actually a thing? So I did think? learn something. Um, I mean, maybe amongst him and his instructors, maybe it's just a thing where they say, right, okay, what we're going to do? We're going to try and stitch up these kids and see if anyone actually goes through with it. I mean, just so many questions, so many questions. Where are they going to get the Tabasco from? I think he was willing to supply the Tabasco sauce. Maybe he just had an overstock and he was trying to think of creative ways to just get rid of some Tabasco sauce. (laughs) And needless to say, no one took part in the uh, Tabasco challenge. Well, there's taking part and there's actually completing it. Both are fraught with danger, I think. (laughs) I mean, for a start, you've got to find someone who's going to be consensual to this in the first place. Well, he didn't state that. <laughs> no, no, he didn't state that. Morally. <laughs> this is why I said it was fraught with danger. Yeah. Because this guy is, well, he was not exactly talking to, like you say, the most streetwise kids on the block. So no. they may well have taken this game into their own hands if they're fiercely competitive. And that would have... I, think I had so many questions after that. I was thinking, is that how it's done then? Is that what you do when you're in bed with a girl? So it just seems mental. Had he tried Tabasco before that point? No, I don't think I even really knew what Tabasco sauce was. Because about the time when I discovered Tabasco, I remember in one cooking class, I had like a drop of it on my, my, my spoon or something, and I would just put it in my mouth. It can't be that bad. And it was literally like somebody had just dropped napalm on my head, and I just couldn't believe it was like the hottest thing. I don't think, I think because my dad didn't like spicy foods at all, like even like a, like, I don't even, I can't even think of anything which is just so weak that yeah. it was just, the most bland like foods my dad would like that it like never had any spicy things which is a shame because I think my mum liked them and obviously now I'm like a freak of all things spicy and uh, <laughs> just having this is my first experience and it obviously had an impact but obviously it wasn't anything to do with your mate's challenge no no so his, yeah his idea was that we'd have to like I don't, I don't know what kind of kids he thought he was dealing with that was all going to go off and do this. He goes, right, yeah, tomorrow you've got to come back and report to me and tell me who lasted the longest. 
before it got too painful and had to pull out. Like, <laughs> he just assumed that there was going to be legions of people doing this. Yeah, he just thought this was going to happen, I think. If it, I think he's very disappointed the next day when we came back. I don't know what kind of school he went to, but so that's not questions. how things were done at Montauk. So many questions. Um, then one day we were kind of let loose in the, the local town. Um, we all had like, loose. Yeah, yeah. We said, okay, you've got to be back here in like an hour or something. It's okay, okay. And you can just go off and do what you want. So we obviously had some money with us. Three of the kids bought hash. <laughs> and then about four or five of us bought uh, butterfly knives. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you could buy butterfly yeah. knives. Just like the really touristy ones would just fall apart in 10 seconds. There's still pesetas then, so it would have been mega cheap for like the hashish, but also, yeah, yeah the, uh, the weaponry that was on sale at this little town in Spain. Um, and then the last thing I feel like the, the teachers probably should have checked up on a little bit more and been a bit more stricter with <clears throat> was uh, there was a, on site at the, at the campsite, there was a supermarket. And um, they, had no, they had no problems with serving any of us alcohol. So one night, we kind of planned that everyone is just going to get really, really drunk. We're just buying all this horrible, like, local cheap alcohol. I don't even know what it was. I don't think anyone really knew what it was, other than that it was going to get you drunk. Loads of us went out and started playing drinking games. 14-year-olds, remember. And about half of the people who were drinking just couldn't handle it at all and ended up passing out, throwing up everywhere. The teachers found us in this state and uh, tried to get to the bottom of where we got it from. So they found out it was from the supermarket, but also how many of us had been drinking because some people were far worse than others. So they decided they was going to interrogate us. So Mr. Minion, who was uh, our PE teacher, kind of sat us down one at a time and started asking us questions just to generally kind of gauge how drunk he thought we were whether we'd been drinking so it's like or not. his uh, like on his american kind of sobriety test yeah yeah i think he did he smell our breath i can't remember now uh maybe he didn't yeah but yeah he's trying to find out who was drunk so i passed with flying colors i don't know if i hadn't had much to drink or not but i, I don't think i seemed that drunk and then our other friend chris owen he was absolutely ruined he had sickle down his t-shirt <laughs> we were all kind of sitting there nervously watching him speaking to mr minion he could barely speak at all. He basically had sick down his t-shirt any, any fast. No. Oh. So through all I What was a punishment for the failure? Well, t- everyone had to go for a run in the morning, a 5K run with Minion. I think he got up at like, I don't know, six o'clock in the morning and dragged them all out. But Chris Owen, he managed to say two, two things through all their like <laughs> incoherent gurgling and mumbling and kind of spitting things up. He managed to say my first and my last name. So he just said, Michael Lord. So then I got pulled in for a second interrogation. Got re-breathalyzed. Yeah. <laughs> but still passed. So yeah, they'll have to go for, uh, they'll have to go for this horrible run. Yeah, in the morning so how many is they? I think there must've been about 10 of them that, that all got caught. They were like, they were just ruined. Like absolutely. I don't think they probably ever drunk alcohol before this point. Wow. Speaking of, uh, I remember my brother went on one of these trips abroad and, uh, <laughs> He had, like, had this like, awful suitcase, this blue suitcase. And I think he went to Greece or somewhere for his trip. So he probably would have flown. They must have flown, right? Yeah, it can't be a coach journey. And he, well. came, back, he came back with a samurai sword. <laughs> but the what? thing is, like, he put it in his, 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 his luggage and it obviously just like, got stabbed itself through the luggage. So it's the sheath for this really the lowest budget samurai sword you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they just... Wow, I think the 
bit stricter these days. Oh yeah, times have changed, haven't they? Massively. I mean, imagine like a coach like kids coming back with butterfly knives. <laughs> <laughs> Hashish and uh, yeah. it's just samurai. mental, isn't it? Yeah, I can't believe like some of the kids were bold enough as well to be walking around the town and like some guy to come up to them and say, "Oh, do you want some hash?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'll buy some." Are these all people from our school? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Year tens, yeah. Interesting. Off air, we'll uh, discuss who some who's, of the, the who, crims might have been, but who's who? Mm, yeah, who's I'm who? sure you can guess. The only other memory from well, there's some other stuff I'm not going to talk about, but um, sure. was the other school episodes will be some crossovers to some of these. Yeah, some yeah. Of these things. There was the disco at the end of the trip, and I think this one actually crosses over with uh, with our clothes podcast. What episode is that? Episode two was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that's when I had the. Uh, <laughs> the the rich, the richly tapestried, uh, the waistcoat that all the teachers were taking photos of me and probably taking a piss out of me behind my back. Just remind, just remind the listeners about this. It had like some kind of, I'm trying to think of how to describe this. It was from Next, this waistcoat. It was quite brightly coloured on the front, but it was like a sort of ethnic sort of print, like a kind of ethnic African ethnic is that African ethnic yeah like an African kind of print on it almost kind of like woven onto the front of it with just like the, the, the classic kind of silky back yeah. to the waistcoat I think I wore that with like a bucket hat this is the 90s remember and probably like a really oversized t-shirt underneath and I thought I looked that absolute bollocks I was getting people to take a photo of me so I'm walking out the tent it was in a tent this disco no, no, no. That's where we were sleeping. We're sleeping. Oh, because you got changed. <laughs> yeah, I reckon all the teachers were t- like secretly taking the piss out of me when I left. Did you save this like outfit for the? Did you pre-plan before? you Oh yeah, this yeah. Outfit? This is yeah. This is part of the uh, the school trip prep. Is that I would I would kind of carefully work out where we would be going, what we'd be doing, and what clothes I'd be wearing at that. Oh really? Event, I remember yeah. doing similar, but more of a functional preparation for my scout trips. Johnny's. How I'd um, how I'd load the backpack up. Oh really? Yeah. So what? So the things you can use sweets. Sweets need to be near the top so I can access them easily. Torch near the middle, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mine was waistcoat at the bottom and bucket hat as well. Yeah. A waistcoat and a bucket hat. And some gazelles, I think. I had some gazelles. Yeah. Gazelles. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sweet ones as well. Nice color, like bluish, bluish hue. Yeah, nice. I think after a certain age, I only ever had Nike Air and. Adidas, I don't think I ever went for like the non-air bubbly kind of technology and trainers after a certain mm. time. The um, we were talking off air before we got started today about the uh, school trip, and I showed you a photo. I don't know if the of the teachers around yeah. their table. They had a table. They had their own tent. The teachers and um, they had a table outside, where they'd sit at night time, and everyone was getting changed. And they looked so young, didn't they? They looked so young. They they looked so young my age today if I saw them queuing up to go into a nightclub I'd be like you know yeah. old enough to get in and these were people that yeah. really looked up to me they I mean I guess they were all kind of like newly qualified teachers and they probably had quite a good laugh at that school because there were quite a few young newish teachers there that all sort of hung around with each other I think so they obviously thought this is great we're, we're going on a because you get you get paid for when you go on a school trip as a teacher to get a free trip to to Spain but if they're getting up to go for runs at five, <clears throat> five kilometre runs in the morning, then... Yeah, that's Minion, though. He's, a, he's pretty militant, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a bit. Um, they, yeah, they just get wrecked every night. They'd be getting pissed. And that photo, if you, like, zoom into certain part, you can see, like, all the empty bottles. They've got, like, cheesy watsits sticking out of their ears and their noses. They're obviously hammered. Crazy, crazy, 
what happens behind closed doors is it like that as a teacher yeah definitely do you remember that tv program teachers yeah yeah it seemed it seemed a little bit too outlandish like i was getting really pissed up every night and like at the weekend to be doing drugs and like sleeping with each other that is pretty much what it's like as newly newly qualified teachers uh when we started mm. any other trips well, no man that's it i think oh the geography filter. there's the geography filter i didn't make notes about this we both went on this one but yeah i thought i'd let you uh do the notes for this yeah well i think this was kind of towards the end of our school time really but we got to go on a geography field trip which was just uh stuff of legend even to this day um i mean my my overriding memories of that one was standing around in this fucking freezing cold river measuring the water currents uh going up there in a in a in a not quite a fleet because i think there's only two minibuses but everyone yeah. had their own minibus and we were on this Mike and I were on the same minibus together and listening to the music of of, uh, of our geography teachers who were actually both in their own weird and wonderful way really cool. Really cool, One yeah. was younger, a bit fresher in terms of his like kind of ways of teaching. The other one was a bit more old school but very interesting and, and taught his subject well. And then, then suddenly being exposed to this kind of music I'd never heard before like David Bowie and it was this kind of classic kind of 90s mixtape with yeah and it wasn't like the it wasn't like the the Bowie because I'd heard some Bowie at home like the 70s stuff but this was like a little bit later wasn't it yeah, so yeah no, maybe like the Berlin period like it sank a bit cooler yeah 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 it was really it was really it was really good music and by the end of it we'd heard this mixtape about 100 times so we all kind of fell in love with the um do you remember that young get, American did, but song? Did we, but didn't we get, a, didn't we get a, a coach up there then have minibuses when we were up there? Yeah, yeah. So we heard the music on the minibus as we was being driven around to different locations in... Where was it? Where was the... Was it? I don't no, remember. But it was, it was around, Norfolk, was it? No, no. It was up in the Peak District, I'm pretty sure. Oh, or was it? Lake District. It was, it was quite far oh, away. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. And I'd, yeah. So first we're driving around <clears> with, 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 with our, in our assigned minibus. Euro 96 was on at the time. Oh, really? It so really this was, was year it, 12? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Euro uh, 96. And I um, remember driving up there and kind of a, a group of us uh, reading Max Power magazine, yeah. which I had brought along. But somebody had also brought along a, uh, a porno mag. Right. And so, so we were having a conversation about this earlier with some friends because they were like, said, oh, we've got any memories. And he's, someone said, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember like people having grumble mags. First of all, I've never heard it referred to as a grumble mag. But also... Why do you grumble about it? Yeah. Like grumble is <laughs> like a negative thing. Is that noise you're making? Naughty, when you're, naughty people. When you're naughty reading people. a porno mag. But like, I, I do remember people doing this. I can't remember who it was. It was my, it was my copy done. of Max Power, which was used to shield such a interesting <laughs> magazine of disrepute. Yeah. Like it is something that people did then. They would take porno mags on school trips. I just think it's such a the weird shock, thing to have done. Factor. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Shock factor. But yeah, I... I, I uh, it's kind of stayed in this kind of it. weird kind of dormitory castle place didn't we it was like this stately home which had just had some rooms converted to dormitories yeah. and i remember look we were staying in probably like there's probably like six or eight of us in the um in the room in in the room because we were sharing the same room and i remember i remember definitely after the first night when the lights went out mike you were crying yourself to sleep <laughs> yeah right <laughs> mommy no but what mike did was actually one of the most gangster moves I've ever seen in my life. So Mike being this um, slightly weird guy, <laughs> wasn't a slightly weird guy, very weird guy, decided it was his task to, because you were on the bottom bunk, weren't, weren't yeah, you, yeah. I think? Yeah, yeah. 
and I think the lights had gone out, gone out. The chat had, had kind of all but kind of subsided, and obviously there's quite a lot of excitement in the room. It's kind of like eight mates going away for like a geography chip, a lot of musk, a lot of a lot of musk and bow. And uh, as as this silence veiled the room, GI Mike decided that he was going to just slide out of bed. In this, like nobody had any idea that he was <laughs> moving at all. Well, I didn't. Maybe everyone else did, and I didn't because I was I was up on the top bunk, and then just kind of sh- snake hip shimmied his way across the floor to to to, to our friend uh, Dave's Dave's bed, which sounds a bit worse than it is. But, <laughs> this doesn't <laughs> no, end how it sounds like it's going. It's still very sinister, and then slowly creeped his arm out and muffled his mouth and nose. <laughs> As if trying to kill him in his sleep. <laughs> and then all I remember hearing was, Lord! <laughs> As he obviously had either heard him or figured he would, might, would be the only one weird or cool, depending on how you look at it, enough to actually make this kind of snake-hipped movement across the, um, across the floor to a... It's no exaggeration when I say, I reckon it took me about 20 minutes to get across. I would move so slowly. I would wait so patiently for my moment. Such a snake. <laughs> Just waiting for that exact moment. Barely breathing. I'd like slow my heartbeat down to about 40 BPM. And whose, whose birthday was it? Wasn't it somebody's birthday there? Like was there was, Like there was... No, I'm sure... I don't know. In my mind, it was Giz and Seal. They, they both... David and could be could D- be David and David um, both had to down literally half a bottle of Archers or something else each. I mean, we were, such a teenage dream. We were all Archers. just stood outside, and I think there's that someone had a bottle of Archers, which yeah, is like yeah. this kind of peachy, snapsy, sugary. I mean, I, I actually actually I drank a pint of Archers once. I downed a pound, pint of Archers, which is like the equivalent of drinking like a twenty percent bottle of wine from a pint glass in one go i mean classy as is that in hell. a bar or like in a no it was out because it was party. outside the grounds we couldn't want to teach us in there they just oh it was on a trip he did that yeah. on, no not me no this uh, was a, a few years later fuse yeah and um yeah just drinking this bottle of archers going to a pub and being served inside there and it was like this proper like middle of nowhere classic kind of british pub so yeah yeah, yeah. and uh <laughs> and then as part of this um trip i had to like do shit in rip i did shit in rivers we had to kind of measure the speed of this river i remember it was this really grim day and then we had to climb up this um this other mountain called scarfall pike which is actually the tallest mountain in in the uk uh, in england not the uk and uh our geography teacher mr moles uh I think he was self-proclaimed mountain goat miles. Yeah, he was. Because he, he was, himself, um, because he felt he was just like the fastest thing. And he started talking about how quickly he can climb up this mountain and um, how quickly that the first, fastest ever time for many of his classes were. And he was like, maybe he said, he, oh, I could do it in like two hours and 36 minutes. These numbers are not correct. The fastest six formers ever have done it in two hours and 54. There's no way he remembers this stuff. He's just hyping us up, isn't he? No, and then basically somebody had brought some <laughs> some amphetamines <laughs> to this trip, which I had never them? which I had never done before. Who brought them? 
And right, basically, okay. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. Basically, suggested that we take some of these amphetamines and see if we could beat Mr. Mumford's, um, not Mr. Mumford, Mr. Miles's record. And obviously, of course, take the take the take the the the, the championship from the other sixth form team, which almost got close to his. And I, we did it in two hours and like five minutes. We took like a good 35 minutes off his best ever time. We, we literally ran up this mountain because we were so energised by these uh, amphetamines. And um, yeah, the look of disbelief on, on his face when <laughs> these two kids had run up a mountain and beat his time was, was, uh, was something I'll never forget. Was it when or after Bill had been drinking the peach snaps was it that that kind of sent him into a, a rage and a frenzy because he committed a heinous crime during, during the school trip i'd forgotten about this but let's let's re- let's recall i only just remember it. this I, moment I don't of really, savagery i don't remember the the events that led up to this but i just remember running at full pelt leathering it down a rope path but then leaping into the air feet first yeah and kicking who is the deputy principal's daughter in the back <laughs> such a gentleman he could have like he could have seriously hurt her his probably technique was probably pretty poor paralyzed probably, his technique probably just came from John claude van damme movies <laughs> well, why did he do it i don't know maybe we'll try and ask him and find out the full story if you'd like to write in and let us know why this happened what caused it to happen we what led up to this event we promise we won't report you yeah yeah we definitely won't air this we might. Yeah, we might add this. Um, but yeah, what, what caused you to um, create such a, cause such a hate crime against, yeah. the, um, against the, the, the deputy principal's daughter? I feel I've mentioned like a lack of kind of um, impulse control before when you're in your, your younger years. And I think that's probably it's, its height when you're in a teenage years and uh, yeah, on a school trip. You've got all sorts, by arches. all sorts of going on going yeah. in your mind there. But yeah, no, that was, that was probably my most memorable trip. Although having now talked about them, there seem to have um, got a few things pop back into my mind, but they were kind of a big deal. They were, they, well, they're strange. They were kind of a big deal, but for me, not so much school trips because I used to go like camping all of the time with like when I was in the Scouts and stuff. So I was quite often away from home, but I can imagine for other kids. It oh, it's massive been, for me. Yeah, school trip was huge. Definitely. It would have been like there were a few times where you're not staying at your family's house where you get to socialise and kind of be away. I mean, ah, mm. oh, the duke of edinburgh awards i forgot totally about the duke of edinburgh did, did you that. not do those we still do that at our school here the old yeah DV. i did the duke, the duke of edinburgh awards and maybe that's i'll save that for uh, other episodes um extracurricular uh, <laughs> the extracurricular yeah, yeah, yeah maybe there's gonna be an after dark episode about this one but um yeah the duke of edinburgh awards that was also more jaunting around staying in tents which i seem to do a lot of and actually have a lot of good memories from for different reasons. Duke of Edinburgh. Anything else? Was that optional? It was, wasn't it? Like the Duke of Edinburgh back then, yeah. They, I think they make our kids do the Duke of Edinburgh. But... Oh, really? It's mandatory. Yeah, yeah. Is it still called They're the like, Duke oh of yeah, Edinburgh? it's going to look really good on your CV. Now he's, fuck off your CV. now he's dead. It's still called the Duke of Edinburgh if they hand it down. Who's the Duke of Edinburgh now? There isn't one. They haven't assigned one. Haven't they? No, there's there's a Duchess a, of Cornwall. Spot, there wasn't a Duchess of Cornwall until they made her, the, gave her the title again of Duchess of Cornwall. Like people die, I guess. I don't know. I'm not an expert in these matters. Okay. 
Right, so guys, uh, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, another intriguing episode. I, I quite like it when I've not made notes about a subject and you have, or vice versa. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, there's some different commonalities in the things we had to discuss. Um, but there was definitely some brainwaves and recollections which I hadn't thought about for a long time, which came during the discussion. Like, I don't know how long. Have a look. So this is actually one of our longer episodes as this well. This is the longest one of the one I was, I was actually thought that I'd have no content for. Yeah, but. yeah. No, good. Okay. Well, as usual, if you'd like to write in, email, contact us in some way, ask us questions or tell us some of your own stories. Or tweet us at Hi Nostalgatron. And the website? Nostalgatron.com. And do we have um, a web... No, sorry, not a web page. You just said that. We do. Um, an email address then that they can contact us on. What's the email address? It's hi at nostalgiatron.com. Hi at nostalgiatron.com. Owen at nostalgiatron.com. Mm, Mike at nostalgiatron.com. You can just add in which one you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think hello. Works. Yeah. yeah. And next episode, summer holidays. Summer holidays. See you next yes. time. Bye.